Today's podcast is brought to you by Chevin Landscaping Services. Chevin Landscaping Services is a licensed and insured landscaping company operated out of Sandy Hook, Connecticut, serving all of the Fairfield County area. Do you need new lawns and renovations? Chevin Landscaping has you covered. Complete lawn and shrub maintenance, mulching, sidewalks and walkways, debris removal, even spring and fall cleanup. You need something from concept to completion. Chevin Landscaping is there for all of your needs. Serving the greater Fairfield County area, Chevin Landscaping can bring it home to you. So contact Chevin Landscaping, Sandy Hook, uh, contact them today. So moving on to the podcast. Uh, new opening. Are you ready for this? I hope so. Okay. Less majestic than I thought it would be. But, for, uh, for those of you non-nature nature lovers out there, that was the sound of a bald eagle. That was, a, that was a bald eagle screech, yeah. Sometimes it's not pretty. <laughs> but but they, they get the job done. It's, it's the sound of freedom, really. <laughs> so how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I um, went on a nice bike ride today out to yeah. the airport. Which was as was one lovely. does, yeah, as, as one, one does. does. <laughs> Ride a bicycle to the airport. <laughs> it's a yeah, beautiful day in Barcelona. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've been uh, mostly cooking today. You know, getting my cook on some that's, pork. That's a, pork two ways. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's what it's what I do. It's what it's what one can do during a pandemic. Uh, you know. Season, I guess. Yeah. Not a lot we can do. You can go out, you can ride your bike, you can cook, but there's no concerts, nothing, uh, no, nothing in the public square you can go to. No. It's kind of, you know, you're just living. Figure out time. It. Yeah. Record podcasts, uh, Record check podcasts. out stuff online, <laughs> peruse social media, uh, which, speaking of social media, first time in about probably five years where the news was not fully dictated by social media and Trump tweets. Yeah, that was uh, somewhat refreshing, I guess, you know, um, is that, yeah, Trump has been banned from Twitter and he can no longer tweet out to people as well. Uh, this is on top of what we talked about last week where uh, Parler, I guess the alt Twitter is now taken offline. So uh, it's been a bit of uh, quietness, a bit of peace and, peace and calm in the Twitter sphere. Well, we say peace and calm, but, you know, we're still... I feel like news outlets at some point are going to regret, almost, you know, not having those Trump tweets to be able to really drive... Because it's, it's a money maker. It, it's a huge money maker, and it gives people something to write about every single week. I mean, we're still looking at the news, at least the U.S. news that filters to us here in Europe. Um, you know, we're still talking about obviously the events of last week, which extremely important. Mm -hmm. um, starting to round up, folks. It's been kind of funny to see the uh, the videos of people being arrested and. In middle of nowhere America for, <laughs> for no, uh, out in the trailer park yeah uh, <laughs> not not I'm not disparaging anybody from the trailer park uh, don't cancel me over that but no there was literally photos from you know mobile it's, homes and trailer parks yeah it's amazing a lot of the news that I was seeing that I never thought about last week yeah the amount of means that the federal government has to track someone down that has been inside of the Capitol building. So there was, yes. I mean, I was reading things that they have their own unique cellular network within the building um, in order to, obviously, communication is extremely important there. They have a lot of, like, underground tunnels and, and things like that for security purposes and just meeting rooms and everything. Right. And so if you had a cell phone, or if you have a cell phone, and you're inside of that building, you're, it's just automatically going to be picking up those cellular signals from that particular network. And because 
cellular networks and the phone infrastructure and everything are um, public utilities, any of those phone companies like can give has to give their records to the government upon their request. So just being in there and having a cell phone, which everyone obviously has because everyone was recording videos and uploading them in the parlor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, don't, you don't think they thought about that before storming the Capitol? <laughs> yeah. You know, this is, the, uh, this is the camp that believes Bill Gates is in injecting us with uh, microchips for getting COVID vaccines. It's unbelievable. You don't think they would have thought about the whole turn your location services off? I guess not. But I guess if, <laughs> if one is going to, you know, plan a coup, you would think that there would be a little bit more tactical planning going into it, especially because all these guys, you know, think that they are America's militia. Yeah. Yeah. About that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a wild week and you know what I actually started watching again, just to kind of like bring it back to that, uh, spirit of 76, if you will. Uh, I watched the, uh, HBO series, John Adams again. I don't think I've ever watched that. Oh, you should watch it. It's good. Yeah. Paul Giamante, John Adams, but, uh, you know, it, it brings it back of like, yeah, you know, the, the whole spirit of uh, re- rebellion or whatever, or standing up for your rights and going back against the, the uh, king. Look, I, I get it's a it's a drama mentory, right? It's not a documentary, but um, yeah, I it gives you the feeling like we've devolved in terms of intelligence and how we approach these issues. <laughs> Because everyone back there seems, you know, quite articulate on on what exactly they're fighting for, or fighting against, mm. uh, and you know the stuff that continues to trickle in from last week. Uh, there are some videos out. Uh, there's been some video compilations out there. I saw one from Vice, I think, yesterday. Uh, just, you know, even the people that were there in that protest had mixed messages on mm. what they were trying to accomplish. Everything from. Um, you know, keep it peaceful to Hayne Pence. <laughs> <laughs> broad spectrum. Right. Very broad, broad spectrum of people, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's interesting. The nature of how people go about communicating, though, you know, decentralized communication, the mm-hmm. beauty of social media, the sort of heavy air quotes uh, being used around beauty, beauty with respect to social media. But the fact that different people are able to organize in their own small groups and there's so much more access between individuals that then those small groups can kind of link up for some sort of a common cause. Whereas back in the day, you know, the only place everyone's got to link up, what, at the local pub? Yeah. The watering hole. And then you're going to have to communicate between those groups. So there's much more kind of nuanced, I guess, conversation and everyone has to be be aligned. But how much of that spirit of 76 is simply history, you know, the victors write history? Probably a lot of it. So maybe yeah. it wasn't nearly, I'm sure it wasn't nearly as clean and as organized as, as depicted <laughs> today in, in our history books. No, I thought it was, it was totally fictitious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and now that Biden won, of course, that means history is going to be painted against uh, Trump supporters for being... I think that was going to happen regardless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just giving him the benefit of the doubt. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how how kind history is is going to be to a lot of... uh, Probably not great. Probably not great. I, I think we can, you know, lock in your bets now. I think I think you're okay with that. Uh, but yeah, Biden elected, obviously, Trump going to be leaving. He did finally say that he will uh, be leaving the White House. Probably maybe a day early. Take a, take a day off. Where is go he going to go? Go I think, golf where? I think his plan is to go to Florida. He's Mar- not Mar- attending the, the inauguration. He tried to go to Scotland. They said no. Yeah. <laughs> They just said, no, please, please do not. Uh, but I guess, yeah, Florida's the next 
<laughs> Best thing. Yeah. Florida man. <laughs> Florida, Florida man, man incites riot. <laughs> yeah. Retires. I mean, minutes. you know, last week was awful. Uh, you know, we saw kind of the, the worst of, I guess, the Trump era. But uh, it was interesting because, you know, I, starting back at work this past week, uh, talked to a guy on my team. He's French. And his kind of initial reactions of what he saw, well, first he was like, ah, I don't really pay attention to the news, what happened. I was like, oh, well, they stormed our capital. And he was like, oh, you guys too? <laughs> uh, because if you haven't been following in France, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of unrest there as well. They've been, for the past two years, you have the, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, the yellow jackets, <laughs> the, the, the yellow coats, or whatever they're called. <laughs> the red coat. They have a sting. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, so you know, the there's been a lot of unrest in France because of labor laws and austerity and um, even things like people throwing, you know, bricks through Macron, who's like the French president's like house and office and stuff like that. Um, you know, they've they've been in a period of unrest for a while, so. It was interesting to see his initial reaction was kind of like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, it's not just France. Like, America's <laughs> fucked up, too. Uh, you know, not, not as, like, hor- horrified of the mm. events as we were. It, it almost felt like no one's him. Now, granted, you know, he, he has left France. He's now here in Barcelona and Spain for almost two years. So, you know, he got out when he saw shit hitting the fan. But... Mm. Um, no, it, it's int- it's sometimes it's good to put things into perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, it is bad what's going on in the U.S., and I think because we hold ourselves as Americans to such high standard, but it's not uncommon with the rest of the world when it comes to people storming their government, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether we agree with it or not. It's right? a really interesting perspective when we think about American history in that it is only you know 250 years of said history and it's been in the larger scheme of things like pretty stable yeah no attempted like takeovers of the government no you know huge insurrections aside from this storming yeah. of the capital yes there was, obviously there was that one thing during the 1860s but yeah uh, true, civil war. <laughs> I guess we're overlooking that, but that following I mean, following civil it's war. It's a long though, time ago. 150 yeah, years. 150 years. But when we we think about like what you're saying, France in the last 150 years or more recently. Yeah. Uh, some of those things. Most countries over a 150 year period have some sort of major, like second power. Yeah. Coming up and trying to uh, to overthrow the government. Yeah, even France in the last yeah. two hundred years, revolutions and then monarchy restored, monarchy dissolved. And we Things look like at I mean, Germany didn't even exist hundred fifty years ago, and, and Spain had a Spain dictator. had a dictator 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. So once again, Europe, don't get on your fucking high horse <laughs> and try to point down at us. Okay, you have your own shit going on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, but it's also true as Americans, like thinking about that perspective. Like, hey, this is this is normal. We're just regressing to the mean. Yeah, in a sense, I just think like you know, I would have loved that the purpose behind said uh, storming of government was more than like, uh, hey, here's what I read on HN about QAnon, <laughs> um, and more, you know tangible like yeah. real uh, reasons for it or yeah just something a little bit more thought through yeah yeah maybe even organized <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's dangerous the organization i guess we're okay because it's not organized um, Crazy. But, it, but it's interesting it's interesting to see how you know some of the rest of the world views it and i'm sure people are rightly horrified but at the same time uh it's not uncommon yeah I think really it's just, you know, uh, America's no longer put up on the pedestal of the mm-hmm. example. It's just more, hey, you're one of us, you know. Are you saying the shining light on the hill is dimming? I don't know, Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tell me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
For, for many, yes. I had a similar experience where someone yesterday, also French, was uh, you know talking about oh we, we can't even pay attention to the news in America like currently because it's just everything's so crazy and fucked up. Yeah. It's like geez, everyone, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's you know. That's scary in of itself. They're, they're it's just dismissive of us. They don't want to talk about us anymore. That's all they usually talk about. And now they true. don't want to. So I guess where we go kind of from here um, is is interesting. We mentioned Biden taking over here this week, um, inauguration this week. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot of National Guard troops. In I hear it was like the most mobilization of like police or like security presence for any inauguration ever. Yeah. Just Trump's been crazy. talking about martial law for a couple years, and Biden's already doing it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I mean, it's, you're, it's you're good. Not. I, it's hope, okay. <laughs> I do hope that uh, at least now that the like police and security apparatus are paying attention to some of the chatter around... Um, some of these potential domestic terrorist attacks yeah. on said like state capitals and anything that could happen at the inauguration. It's good to see that they're actually taking some precautions. Yeah. I mean, do you think though, to play devil's advocate, uh, I've heard some, I, I mean, I've seen some things like, uh, opinions a la like nine 11. Is this a excuse to, uh, further, Increase the police state surveillance and everything like that. Oh, tinfoil, tinfoil corner, tinfoil corner. (laughs) Put them on. Uh, Yeah, but you know, like that's interesting. Granted, like you know, I I'm not with the people that stormed the Capitol. I despise them. However, I I can see the argument to say, oh, it's quite a convenient time if you wanted to start clamping down on people. The fact what you were saying that they were able to find. A lot of people that participated in this thing. They can find every single very, one. Not every single one, but a lot of people very quickly. It, it all but the... I think that they can probably find every single one. The yeah. amount of video... One, I can guarantee that 99% of people that were in there had cell phones. Yeah, for sure. And it's not even like a smartphone. You could just have, you know, oh, I have a flip phone. They can't track me. You know, Facebook on my phone. Like... No. <laughs> Literally, it's the signal. Like, yeah. if your phone is if working... If you're reaching out to a network, they got you. Yes. Now, beyond that, the amount of video footage of, like, everyone, you know, now has to record every, like, piece of their life. Every single person's on a video somewhere. Yeah. I guarantee you most of those things are uploaded to the internet. And you're telling me the NSA was spy stuff? Or, you know, CIA with spy stuff where they can literally listen to vibrations through a window and make out conversations from a satellite. You're telling me that they can't run <laughs> these videos through different software and, and things? Like, sorry, you're in there, you're getting caught. It's yeah, just, yeah. do they want to prosecute you or, you or not? Yeah. yeah but I the agree. police state is a is super interesting conspiracy thought, especially on the heels of this kind of pushback against law enforcement and and police over the summertime. It's interesting because I think uh, you could look at it from both sides. I think you think uh, the people that were Black Lives Matter protesting police, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this is a generalization, but I think in general you could probably see a lot of those people saying everybody that's in the Capitol should be... Persecuted, prosecuted, prosecuted yeah. to the extent of the law, yeah, and be thrown in jail, and vice versa. I think you see the people that were kind of like Blue Lives Matter, um, going that is looking at the Capitol serving as a patriotic duty and is uh, seeing the police betrayed them type thing. Um, does this equate to hypocrisy on both sides? <gasps> Maybe <laughs> Which a is little bit. Always present, <laughs> but the. The, your conspiracy theory here yeah. that these activities would be 
well, these activities would be leading to those same individuals that are skeptical of law enforcement. Those would be the people that are identifying this and it's like, hey, where were the cops? Yeah. And why weren't they, you know, stopped and treated in the same way that we were? Cops should have been there. Yeah. But it also highlights, like, you know, sure, cops should have been there. But at the end of the day, they could treat them similar to this attempted coup, right? Yeah. If they would have treated the Black Lives Matter protesters in the same way over the summertime, we would have seen far less violence. I'm sure you would have seen far less like looting and everything because people were allowed to kind of do what they, well, they needed to do. It's hard for me to say, you know, the Black, the Black Lives Matter movement resulted in looting i think people take advantage of a situation to loot true sorry i should we should clarify that i'm not saying that the for the looting but violence begets more violence yeah yeah, and it's when the police are showing up in full-on riot gear to peaceful protesters some people take that in a particular way and then it rises the the level of tension for sure. And, and we talked about it last week about the differences between, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and then what happened last week. It's night and day. Yeah. Like everybody can see that and everybody can see, you know, the response was different. Yeah. Um, you don't need us to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is true. So back to Biden inauguration this week. Yeah. He rolled out some kind of initial plans been circulating a memo. Yeah. Uh, some pretty heavy. Let's first talk stimulus. Drumble, drumble, please. <laughs> no, no, it's, he's a, a large stimulus. Yeah. Uh, like proposal, additional stimulus. I'm, I'm fucking hyped. How about you? Yeah. Ready? <laughs> ready some fucking money? I am too. I would love stimulating lo- that economy. Yeah, I want, I want some Biden checks. I've gotten some Trump checks. Have, now, did you get Trump bucks? I haven't gotten shit. Not even the first round. No. Nor the second round. No, and I don't know how it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I, I can't say I paid my. Ta- I filed my taxes because yeah. if you don't know, uh, for the, those listeners, if you are an American citizen and you live abroad, Uncle Sam wants you to at least tell you how much money you make. Uh, because if you make enough, he will still ask you to pay for taxes. Not that you use any of the government services, uh, but, you know, I guess it's to pay for your passport. That looked much more lucrative, by the way, 15 months ago before this pandemic bullshit than it does now. Yes. However, yes, there is a exemption. Uh, fortunately, I don't make enough to make, to have to pay taxes, so I meet that exemption, fortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish it did. The exemption is, you can think of the exemption merely as a really large deduction. (laughs) It's a really large deduction, but yeah, it's, I guess it's, look, in spirit, it's to all these, you know, more people and let's say the finance or banking or, you know, executives that uh, move abroad, uh, get paid by American company exorbitant amounts and... It's to make sure that, you know, they're not cheating or trying to tax evade and things like that. Yeah, of course, it clamps down on the, the common the little man, guy. The little me, guy. me and you, the yeah. common guy. Uh, but, but, it, but it exists in that sense. So, yes, I file my taxes every year. And when I file my taxes with, uh, I, I believe I use H&R Block, reputable, I believe, an American company. Nice. Uh, to do that. They told me that... I support small business for my my tax purposes. All right, well, I would too, okay? <laughs> you got a guy, I'll use the guy, okay? <laughs> Nobody gave me a guy. I Googled it, and I found H&R Block. It was like one or two. But, you know, I, I, used, I used H&R Block, and I said, okay, so if I file these, am I going to get the stimulus check from that? And they said, yes. You know, it's sent to the address that you put the taxes on. Uh, we're going to get that. So... You know what I got, Lucas? I got a letter from Trump signed in a Sharpie, from all I can tell. Uh, very thick. Yes. Very thick letters. He that said, signing stuff. He's like, hey, yeah, here's stimulus. It's going to be great. It's going to come in the mail after this letter. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. But it was essentially that. And it was made out to you. 
Uh, I don't know if it was made out. I mean, to obviously, me, it's it a like, general. Dear taxpayer, I don't know. <laughs> but it was like addressed to you. Yeah, I, I, I can go get it. I okay. think I got it. But and it was definitely signed with a sharpie because yeah. it was it was really thick, ridiculous <laughs> letters. That's every um, single one of Donald Trump's bills. <laughs> yeah. There's his bill signing ceremonies. It's like you can't. The text, you know, it's just kind of there. It's blurry, but then a signature. <laughs> they should have just got the guy like a fucking stamp. Like, even, even like you know, the kings of old had a fucking wax well, no, you seal. Know, you, know you know that they sign uh, like several of them for the purposes of the pens. So they use pens. different. They use different pens yeah. for each of the signatures, and then they give those pens to. People that it's like meaningful for you it's know, like the it's like an heirloom, an artifact, if you will. Exactly. Okay. Anyways, uh, long story short, I got the letter. Yep. I never got the check. You never got any money. Never got the first check. I have not got the second check. Uh, I don't know. That's unbelievable. Um, I wasn't expecting anything, but are, are you, I've gotten. Are you, are you telling me you I've gotten something? both? Yeah. And, and what are you registered as again? Uh, is it a, a Republican? I'm registered as independent. Oh, okay. Well, me too. <laughs> so there, there goes my conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it was wonderful. Although in, in different methods, the first one was direct deposited. The second one, I got a call from um, my mom saying, "Hey, Lucas, you've got some mail from the U.S. Treasury," and I'm of course thinking like scam yeah <laughs> yeah scam what do you mean Someone mom is, what so do you mean there's <laughs> free money in the mail yeah. what is this yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like it's someone like oh you know you have a x amount of inheritance five hundred thousand dollars all you need to do is send us ten dollars for postage <laughs> so that we can, we can send this things for you to sign yeah like when the yeah scammers were trying to get money for my grandma said tactics scum yes. of the earth by the way scum of the earth but uh but no she opened it and it was it was, uh, it was a 600 check which is amazing i'm gonna stimulate the spanish economy so they sent you like a, a physical check like an a, actual check in the mail then just like deposit and it, it wasn't no which doesn't make sense to me because the last one was direct deposited but yeah this one it's just a check in the mail that I will yeah, gladly take. So we brought up the topic of the, the stimulus. Yeah. Because Biden is planning an additional round. He is. Show me the money, baby. <laughs> I think from from my last count, $1.9 trillion with T dollars. Sounds like a lot. It does sound it like, a, like lot. a lot. It does sound like a lot. And it's interesting. <laughs> how many, how much money can we print? We can never stop printing money. Okay. So no. I, I have a lot of friends back home. They are self-described uh, conservatives or Republicans. And sometimes they worry about the national debt. Well, they forget to worry about the national debt as soon as we cut taxes, which is our main revenue scheme. Which is okay. They're principled and consistent. No taxes. I agree with that. However, my friend, the United States has never not been in debt. The never. entire existence of the United States has never not been in debt. It's never not we, been in debt to its own people or to foreign governments. I'm not getting that deep. What I'm trying <laughs> to say is that, you know... From the Revolutionary War, we were in debt to France, and then throughout history, indebted to other nations, indebted to you know government bond systems. Even now, modern days, China buys our bonds. Look, we're in debt, and I think this is just you look across most of the Western world, everybody's in debt. At what point does debt even matter anymore? When well, you control the currency and everything like that, I don't think it does. Clearly, I don't it, think doesn't. it does. I'm We're calling, just I'm calling the bluff. I'm calling the debt bluff. No, I'm not. I'm not concerned. Well, I am concerned as a, a fiscal conservative about the. Why? Uh, Why are you concerned? How does it negatively impact you? Today, or in in the future? So well, no, I pay. No, 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 no. This in the future stuff, okay? 
because we're, we're only worried. No, no, no. We're we're only worried about the short sightedness of this, not about the long term effects. We'll be long dead <laughs> before that. Well, no, I mean, just one specific example is that I pay every single year roughly seven percent of my salary into Social Security and Medicaid, two funds yeah. which will be bankrupt. You're not going to see that. I will never see that money. No, it's yeah, it's terrible. It, it's robbery but why would you you don't want a government handout but if we were not it's not a government handout when i'm the one paying into it oh okay i'm paying into all right my own account (laughs) that i will never see like let me just take that money and put it in my own bush tried to make those like personal uh accounts yeah back in the day yeah remember that which would be wonderful but no yeah Regardless, so we talk about the. Uh, well, that's, the that's why we have COVID. We need to kill the old people. <laughs> Tinfoil corner. Tinfoil <laughs> corner. Still on. Still on. We're, we're back. Another interesting tidbit within Biden's memo yeah. was a plan to expand the plan or the messaging around Buy American. Interesting. Very interesting. A something that is certainly, I think, you know, good stimulates the economy. It's a means of not having to print money. Yeah. Just getting money circulating. But can, through the can US we elaborate economy. on that? What does he mean by "buy American"? Like, does he mean? I think just buy American, buy American products. So, America first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Like to that point, if you were if you were very critical of Trump's America First policy, and you're all in on Biden's Buy American, you're you're a hypocrite. (laughs) No, it's I think it's a good it's a good policy, just in general. You know, it's like what I was saying for the tax thing. Like I support the small business people. I, I believe are now becoming much more conscious, especially with COVID and with the effects on local businesses and local restaurants and things like that of supporting local businesses and then more generally supporting American companies and, and businesses. Yeah. Now it's interesting though, how partly due to who the messenger is, we can either look at this as like racism, xenophobia, or like, oh, hey, yeah, that's a really logical, good idea to be able to stimulate the United States economy. <laughs> <laughs> buy from everyone except cis white males. Yeah. <laughs> Do not buy from them. No. It's uh, uh, yeah. It's I mean, it is interesting, and I hope. I mean, this is, it seems like a lost hope, but I hope it doesn't become this political stalemate because of the. Because of what's been said in the past, uh, on the surface, it sounds like a good idea, but yeah, like I was saying before, I'm sure the same people that were criticizing Trump for saying something a little bit different, if not a little bit more provocative, uh, is essentially in principle the same (laughs) exact message. Yeah. Buy American. Buy American. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, the one caveat uh, with this uh, Biden stimulus checks that I've uh, recently become engrossed with is uh, how it will affect the stock market. Stimulus checks. Yeah. I think so it will positively. Positively affect the stock market. And I'll, I'll let you know, Lucas, as of Sunday, uh, I have started my own... Uh, retail investment. Oh wow! Uh, services to <laughs> myself, <laughs> which means I you know, I got a so Robin, I got a Robinhood account. Nice, you're gambling now. I, I'm yeah yeah I'm effectively like adult gambling. Uh, so instead of betting on sports games uh, like a degenerate, <laughs> I am gladly betting on uh, speculative uh, en- energy, pharmaceutical, and uh, failing companies that are propped up by Reddit. Uh, sub forums. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's great. Wait, it's great. Are, have you gotten into cryptocurrencies? 
Look, I have not. Uh, I remember 10 years ago uh, when we were in university or college, yeah. uh, people talking about it. And I believe I was gifted some, like okay. when it was very, very cheap. Yeah. And I think in a hard drive I have somewhere in my parents' house, in a closet somewhere, may have a few Bitcoins in there. Uh, An old hard drive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like a treasure hunt by the you know a few bitcoins. So currently we're I talking like, about I've got I think over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think like like more than one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so potentially I do have that just sitting somewhere, but you know I've no, I don't remember. You know, it was, it was something in college. Like people were like, yeah, Bitcoin you can there's mine this it. Thing, yeah. Turn, leave your computer on. You know. Now there's two two interesting things. That, why I asked about the, uh, the cryptocurrencies. <clears throat> One, it's fascinating that people are, there's been a lot of stories in the last week, especially as Bitcoin has, uh, again, had another big Well, it went up and jump. then it went down. <laughs> it, yeah, it went up, it's down. Great, good analysis. It went <laughs> up and then it went down. It's a roller coaster. Uh, but it went like from 40 to down to 30, and now it's like 35 or something. Yeah. Even at any of those, these people that are losing their wallet passwords. Ooh, I saw this, yeah. So there are people that have millions of, obviously, you know, unrealized value, but millions of Bitcoin or, yeah. you know, hundreds of Bitcoins worth millions of dollars at their current valuation that are unable to access them because they can't remember their passwords. Yeah. There's one guy, I think, in the UK. He has two attempts left yeah. to guess his password or else it's deleted. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking... It's a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's unreal. Yeah. Which could, I guess, limit the supply of said Bitcoins, which would then maybe... Increase I think some the of the... Value? Yeah, some of the numbers that I was seeing between 10 and 20% of Bitcoins are either in... Cases like yours on old hard drives that are just mm -hmm. in storage somewhere. Or people don't know passwords and yeah. such. Yeah, I mean for me, like I'm like I'm just I'm just sticking my big toe into this investment pot. Uh, I'm much more comfortable with something like an index fund. Yes. <laughs> and just Set it and forget it. Actual like those uh, infomercials of old. You remember that guy? He was he sold like a rotisserie chicken thing. No, you no. don't remember this. Okay, somebody's got to remember this. It was it was essentially I don't know who this guy was, but he had these like infomercials. Sometimes like uh, you go on like PBS, mm -hmm. maybe like an entire hour of this guy. Not PBS, but one of the channels. Like w within like. One through twelve. Okay. <laughs> Those channels. Yeah, yeah basic. Yeah. And it was this guy. He had this rotisserie chicken. He just he's like, yeah, you put it in, and you and his catchphrase was, you set it and forget it. <laughs> so that's my investment policy. I just want to fucking invest and just not look at it until like five years later. I'm like, oh yeah, it did did okay. That's what I do today as yeah. well. So that so that's like my main philosophy. But you know, it's still kind of a bit fun to keep some funds on the side and be like, all right, you know, I'm gonna. Put shit into, uh, I mean, the biggest, the biggest like uh, news this last week was like GameStop. I'm gonna put my put my my money into GameStop stock, which affects still. No, no, no. So I think okay. So this is from my limited knowledge of the topic, and from what I read on pretty this much Reddit forums. So this is Reddit forums. So this is yeah. not investment advice. No, 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 no. It is, but that that's what I'm trying to say. It's like there is Reddit forums like Wall Street Bets where they're being featured like on um, um, what's Jim the Kramer? Yeah, like Kramer and stuff like that. Like he's he's calling out these Reddit yeah. Reddit uh, forums on this, but they effectively went all in on like GameStop because there was a big uh, mutual fund company or capital company mm. that was trying to short it. So all these people on Reddit bought into it and like. It's like a you know, support. Destroyed the, you know, the option. I love that. Sure. It's like, it's like yeah. a little guy. And, but, the and then, but then you see what they're saying and it's kind of like, they're, it's like memes, but it's like, you know, yeah. kind of like not, it's like kidding, but not kidding type yeah. thing. 
And they're like, yeah, we're saving all these GameStop employees' jobs. Like, keep <laughs> buying the stock and everything like that. And it's pretty crazy. And I think it does highlight, you know... How and arbitrary again, the stock market yeah, is. And again, <laughs> and again, like like all things we've we've done in this podcast, we're always like nine months late to this party. Like starting a podcast, me getting into the stock market. I missed all the fucking runs and everything like that. But it's like, um, you know, back in the beginning of the pandemic when... Um, like, uh, you know, Dave, El Presidente from yeah. Barstool was like Davey Day Trader. Yeah. You know, just throwing stuff into the market and just buying. It's all arbitrary. It's all kind of, like just you said, gambling. gambling and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. And potentially you uh, throw away all of your retirement savings, but that's part of the game, apparently. Yeah, well, we're at the age now where we have plenty of time to make it back up. Mm. That's my, uh, that's my, my take on it. Now, at the same time, though, uh, back to the Bitcoin thing, as I was reading into some of these, because I'm thinking about further diversification of like investment also into some of these of cryptocurrencies. Course. Of course, yeah. The amount of energy that is taken up to run these things, have you ever seen anything oh, about Oh, you mean this? like uh, like the... The amount of like human energy expended to keep like Bitcoin mining going for yeah. mining, which mining is the process of the uh, transaction verification. Yeah. So without the mining, then there is no. It doesn't work. But, but what you're saying is like it's not environmentally friendly. Roughly one percent of a little less than one percent. This was the number from I think 2018. So now it might even be more yeah. because people are just putting these massive server farms online for purposes of like Bitcoin mining and crypto mining a little less than 1% of the entire United States energy consumption is for just Bitcoin mining. Now we extrapolate that out as well to other cryptos. So we say like 1% for this currency. Now, (laughs) How much energy is going into running those printing presses to print that money right now? Probably not. <laughs> but probably less than 1%. Yeah. It's insane. And so, especially like now that people are starting to think more about like the term you keep hearing from people is this like, uh, what is it, compassionate capitalism? That, that seems like a. Uh, but this idea where is, we, care about, we care about people, <laughs> we, we care about people and the environment and you know all of these different ideals basically and everything yeah. still supports that if you are wanting to be like an ethical investor and you have an ethical funds and everything right now can you ethically and in good conscience Invest in something that is such a blight on the uh, environment. Unless, maybe, clean energy. And then we don't have to worry about it. Oh, Oh, here we go. Here we go. Which, to bring it all back, clean energy is what's going to, rumored, be a big uh, winner from the Trump, uh, the Biden stimulus. Because you have, the, you have all this uh, stimulus coming in. You have this, uh, you know, green new deal. Not that it will be put in place like Bernie Sanders and AOC wanted, but the spirit of some of the uh, clean energy investment going to there. That's good. That's why this past week I put some money in stocks into clean energy. <laughs> and if you ask me how it went, I lo- I've lost a lot of money. So. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm Short confident. Term, long term, long term. I'm confident that the Biden stimulus will bring this back up. Set it and forget it, baby. Set, Set it, it and forget it. forget it. Set it and forget it. <laughs> I need to turn off the alerts on my phone because I, I have to tell you, like, uh, you know, and even like, it's funny because once you start doing it, you kind of like, uh, you know, it's like a bit of a dopamine drip. You kind of get addicted to it. Yeah. I even put in like, you know, 50 bucks towards like a penny pharmaceutical stock that might have some COVID vaccine, you know, a couple months down the line. Because why not? You know, increases 2000% of its value. That's, uh, yeah, that's a decent yeah, little that's, that's, decent uh, return. that's a, you know, 
a moped or an ATV right there. Yeah. You could have, at the beginning of the season, bet on the Browns to win a playoff game. Wow. Yeah, what and a long-term bet. Yeah. Same, same sort of idea. So right? I think we've talked about it before, but you know, my wife uh, bet on the Jets not winning a game all year, <laughs> which almost worked out in her favor. Uh, and of course, you know, they had to screw that up. How but. interesting is it that in the UK you can you can gamble on anything? Pretty much, yeah. Like books there will have like I think in most of Europe too, right? Or no? Yeah, you could yeah, yeah. there's sports books in yeah, every single neighborhood. Gambling or like sports books are much much more easier here and they have all the online stuff. Yeah. And they I guess now it's just coming to the US because they starting to adapt. They started to states are realizing that hey, I can make money. Which, you know, why not? Yeah. Speaking of uh, gambling in the United States, the Powerball and Mega Millions this past week, did you contact anyone to buy you tickets? Uh, no, I can confidently say, Lucas, I've never contacted anyone to buy me tickets for the Powerball. Really? Or Mega Millions. Why not? Well, if I were going to do it, I would do it myself. One. Well, if you're... But you, two, like... Well, you live here now. So I would advise you, and this is investment advice. What, did you buy... Did you have contact with someone to buy you tickets? Uh, yes. The, is it legal for you to actually... Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I, I'm a, like, citizen. I'm, no, I'm not currently in... In name only. In the United States. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the person that I was... We, we had... Uh, my brother was... You know, bought the tickets. He would yeah. win, and then we would, you know, split split the money. Well, they do have the lottery here in Spain, right? right? They in do, but it's El not. Bordeaux. Yes, it's yeah. not the same though. So the reason I asked, and this is investment advice, no one won the Powerball. And the lottery we, is investment advice. We next on Thursday, the drawing on the twenty first, estimated jackpot seven hundred and thirty million dollars. Talk about stimulus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I did think to myself pretty recently, like, would you actually want to have that much money? Like, what would you, would you even yes. know, what, would you even know what to do with that much money? No one won Mega Millions either, and it is drawing on Tuesday, the nineteenth, eight hundred and fifty million. Okay, so wait, dollars. So there's somebody to win. They have to get every single number right. Yes, you get all. Uh, five plus the the, the mega player ball. So you, nobody's gotten those numbers. Not for roughly a uh, a month. Now there was a match five winner in Ohio, so we have to talk to my brother see if maybe that was us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to answer your question, yes, yes, I want, I would love to win. Obviously. And just have that amount of money. Why not? I don't know. I think no. it's too much of a hassle. I've always said, would I... Like like a couple million? Out? Like, you know, two, three million? It's like, yeah, it's a great. A cash option of $628.2 million. Now, after Uncle Sam takes... Okay, well, you you always take the cash option. Right? Yes. You never take the, 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 the trickle-down economics yeah. <laughs> option. Yeah. yeah. That but doesn't no, work. Once Uncle take Sam takes pure cash. his, so say... I always All right, so you have mind, like 650 or 620 million. 630, government's going to take roughly half, so you're looking at a little over 300 million dollars. All right, so like immediately you put like 250. I put half in the, in, in the investments. I, I put half in, yeah, investments. Yeah. And then the other portion. Even, even on just like normal interest alone, you're, you're banking like a couple million. Yes. Every year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And then I've always... Yeah, why can't people just pull them up by their bootstraps <laughs> and just do that, you know? This is the the way out. <laughs> <laughs> the way out of this podcast. <laughs> we just go... <laughs> no, I would, I would record a podcast every single day. I would have nothing else to do. Well, yeah, there you go, yeah. Here's how I made my millions. <laughs> I won the I, fucking lottery. I won the fucking lottery, yeah. <laughs> I drove my ass to Speedway. <laughs> I bought a pack of cigarettes and two lottery tickets. <laughs> Woo! And I won. America! It's amazing. 
But yeah, there is also the lottery here in Spain. I see people at times like. Well, kind of it's like a before. Christmas lottery. So there's a Christmas lottery, but they have them all throughout the year. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. And it's that weird lady that looks like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not making this up. Uh, <laughs> the, the mascot is like a, you know a lady with a pantsuit and short hair. I mean, maybe Angela Merkel is also a, a sure. doppelganger, but Hillary Clinton is another one. So, and she's the mascot for the lottery. Yeah, the lottery they have booths though. You never see those. Yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit like weird seeing those booths, and I I do not envy the people that have to man those booths. So, uh, picture yourself a phone booth with a person sitting inside it, and you can go up to that person and be like, "Hey, I need a lottery ticket." Yeah, and that guy is in that booth for like eight hours a day. All day. Yeah, actually, I've never. Thought and there's about no air con- There's yeah. no air conditioning. Summertime. Either. Yeah. Yeah, it would be That's, like a greenhouse. You're gonna be <laughs> sweating a lot. It's gonna stink <laughs> in that booth. But you know, those guys, they, <laughs> they're, they troop- the they're troopers. They they're keep they, uh, the economy going. <laughs> they keep going on. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so that that was some investment advice there. Now, uh, other news this week. Yeah. Lay it on me. And this might be tinfoil corner territory. This, is, this has been tinfoil hour. As well. But uh, did you, have you seen the news about the China ice cream? You know, you, you told me a little bit about it uh, before the pod. But I have to admit, I have not investigated too much. <laughs> but from what I have heard, I am alarmed. This, so... Super interesting. Uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was, it was Friday. Um, there was a news report about this batch of ice cream produced in China that was te- that tested positive for COVID. Verified, not just like by, when the one sample, then there were three additional samples taken, all three positive. How... How does that one? How does that happen? Two. Where where was it going to? It's a wonderful question on both accounts, and I I, I don't I'm not sure. Somebody cough on the ice cream. It's, that would be like my, you know, the most rational guess, but that would also insinuate that someone in China had an active case of of COVID when all of their news reports are essentially saying that COVID has been vanquished. Right. Which begs the question, do we believe, should we be believing any of those news reports? Uh, I think it's been pretty consistent to say you should probably not believe what comes out of China. Okay. Not that, like, I have anything against China. Yeah. But... I think we know. That. So the company produced, I'm reading a little bit more details from one of the news stories here. Authorities said the company produced 4,836 boxes of COVID contaminated ice cream. That seems suspect. Uh, these boxes were being sold in, in China. So it's not a conspiracy and like they were being distributed to the United States or anything. Right. Or the world. Yeah. They've already accomplished that goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's crazy. Just yeah. the fact that these, the fears that a lot of people had at the beginning, like, oh, I can't. I'm, there were literally people disinfecting like their food, yeah. like boxes and everything. You know, and now now it seems some of that is uh, maybe warranted, warranted, <laughs> valid. Yeah, ice cream. Yeah, I, I think I'm. Well, thinking it makes I'm you think too, because I'm sure treat. you know you have to you have to freeze vaccines or keep them cold. You have to keep ice cream cold. Maybe that's what's like. Yeah, keeping the. I the feel like alive. I feel like the, this this is the leaps in logic that. Uh, end up with you storming the capital look i tell you <laughs> ice what. ice cream cold vaccines cold <laughs> government bad <laughs> i tell you what uh listeners when it comes to ice cream follow uncle joe's advice and buy american <laughs> buy american ice cream uh, dryers you gotta, you gotta watch out ben and jerry's 
Ben and Jerry's is some wonderful, wonderful ice cream. If, you're in, the, if you're in the Cincinnati area, buy Graders. If you're not in the Cincinnati area, buy Graders and get it shipped to you. Graders? What the hell is Graders? It's the best. It's a French pot. Yeah, it's a French pot ice cream. It's a French ice cream? French pot style. Okay. Yeah. Well, I only buy American style ice cream. Made in America. Small business. Support local. Graders ice cream. Go local. But no, I found that, yeah, incredibly, incredibly surprising. And quite interesting. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, certainly some sketchy stuff out of China. Doesn't seem like uh, you should trust all the news that comes out of there. Yeah. The COVID ice cream that is, um, spin the wheel. Was that on? <laughs> was that was that on a? You know, it's almost like you spin one COVID, spin the other ice cream. You know. <laughs> Uh, but how did we we'll get take here? It. We'll take it. Yeah. How did we get here? How did we get here? So any other, uh, I guess, hopes, dreams, thoughts from the past week? Well, look, I I am quite excited that sports have started up again. True. In a pandemic uh, capacity, I guess the NBA has started. Uh, it was the first one, and then soon after, the NHL is now back as well. How excited are you? I saw, uh, I think it was a tweet or something last week, that there is literally a hockey game every single day for the next, like, 160 days. It's 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 126 days, I believe, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I am very excited. Uh, that's kind of how it should be. And almost, I think, uh, it kind of... Leads Candace towards looking at the model and saying, do we need to do 82 games spread out or could we do like a rapid season, 56 games, boom, boom, boom. What's, you know, it's almost like what's better for business. Maybe it's not as good for the players because that's a lot of wear and tear, but you've got what five, lines? but then you have, uh, you have four lines in offense and three in defense okay. and two goalies. So why don't we just expand another, you know, get another line for every single team, expand the number of active players on your roster. Not only does this potentially... How dare you challenge the sanctimony of hockey, though? Not only does this uh, enable this faster season, which is great for fans, it also, more jobs. More good, high-paying jobs. I see what you mean. Uh, however, for in America, for Canadians, Swedish however, I think Russians. you're also looking at, uh, you know, you're going to have to lessen the pay because all these leagues are yeah, sure, struggling. Sure, sure. To, yeah, details. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be me coming in like, ah, oh, baseball. Like, why have a, why don't just make an entire yeah. you know, team of designated hitters? They play offense and then. You could. The other people play defense. Or is someone coming in, like, baseball, why are we playing with nine players? Look, slow pitch softball, men's beer league, ten players, four outfielders. Why should we? More jobs. <laughs> four outfielders? That's when you were in a youth league, too. It was four outfielders, was it? For, with playing baseball? No. No? It was three? Not in Ohio. Maybe in Connecticut. Just to... <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Connecticut. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to defend your honor here, but you know. One question for NHL. The yeah. Canada. Is, it, yes. is there just like a Canada division? Okay, I'm glad you asked. There is a Canada division. Uh, and we did talk about this on another pod, but yeah, it, and it was up in the air because Canada was like, oh, I don't know, COVID rules, mm. and we don't want to approve it. And then eventually the U.S. is like, stop being such bitches, make hockey go into play. And they're like, yeah. So the teams that were in Canada, which were kind of spread across regions into the different divisions, like Eastern, Metropolitan, Metropolitan, sorry, and then Mm -hmm. Pacific and stuff. They took all the Canada teams and said Canada League. Okay. And that's going forward. Yeah. So there's there's a Canada League. And it's great. It's really great. I think yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That they were uh, 
they would do that in order to be able to get the the season going. Now, yeah. the next question. Well, it's I also because they don't want people going back and forth between the countries and stuff. And yeah. That was really important, I think, to the Canadian government. It was like nobody go to that hot spot in America, come back with COVID, and infect Canada. Now, are they also are they still doing any of the outdoor games? Uh, there is a planned outdoor game near Lake Placid. Okay. Which is where that was the site of yeah. the 1980 Miracle on Ice uh, game between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. Yes. Um, America will always prevail. From what I saw from the concept photo, <laughs> yeah, of course they will. <laughs> uh, what I saw from the concept photos was uh, there's it's pretty much a rink just right next open open ice rink right next to the lake it's like somebody went into the field next to the lake and put down some it's like a hockey field of dreams yeah it's like uh mystery alaska you ever seen mystery alaska no it's a great movie okay it's about a bunch of alaskans that play hockey and they (laughs) end up playing the new york rangers amazing i don't remember how that happened anywhere in between but that that's the end result okay yeah uh, that sounds amazing, and that was gets to my question, especially with like the All Canada League. Like, why aren't we just? Why aren't they? And you could have spectators. It's outside. NFL's doing it perfectly yeah. fine. You know, let's have some of these outdoor games. Let's just set up some rinks on ponds. Yeah, it'd be cool. That'd be amazing. Yeah, like pond hockey, pond NHL professional great. pond hockey. Pond hockey is great. Uh, I guess there's some fear of falling through the pond <laughs> it's well, not cold enough but yeah but I mean, we're talking about for canada yeah but you know you're it's like uh okay i found a field let's play baseball put a base over there and then yeah. you know if you hit it past this line it's a home run yeah you could okay so why are we doing that for baseball kids used to do that why all are the we time? doing that for football for professional uh i think it would be interesting yeah field of dream style like let's just Put a baseball field in the middle. So of you believe field. if they build it, they will come. Uh, yeah. What I think it was, it was an exhibition game. I think it was a preseason game where they played at the Field of Dreams field. There's a uh, wait. There's an, an actual field, like they built one for the movie or yes. something. Yes. They have like literally, they have tournaments there every single year. For Are you kidding me? Kids, you didn't know this? No, I didn't know this. I didn't know Field of Dreams was real. <laughs> Yeah. So for anyone, especially our international listeners, Field of Dreams was a movie about baseball where this guy um, just builds a baseball field. He took too much peyote. (laughs) And he builds a a baseball field just in the middle of his cornfield. And it was because he could like see these spirits of these old players and uh, he was trying to make it so that they could come and play. And it was... It's a touching movie. It's a phenomenal movie. Um, highly recommend watching it. But yes, they built the field in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa for this movie, and now it has turned into like a tourist destination. Truly, they built it, and now people come. Well, see this to me. So. <laughs> Yeah, one way we'll have to go there to the promised land. It's in Ohio. No, it's in Iowa. It's in Iowa. I'm not going to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio is like as, as far as Ohio. Ohio is the last frontier <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's as far in No more west <laughs> since that until I reach the west coast. Like California and you'll yeah. go into like... Once I pass the Rockies, yeah. Colorado, exactly. yeah. Denver is then the limit on the other side. Denver is like uh, the last frontier before the trail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So we should probably close this one up. Sounds good. There. Any uh, words of wisdom for the week? Um, everybody sit tight. I guess on Tuesday there's an inauguration. Uh, just remember, or Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday is the inauguration. I guess if you're American, just just stay at home. <laughs> Don't go watch it on us. TV. Watch it on TV. Just be normal. If you're from Europe, uh, you know, I think things will change. So, yeah, hopeful times. Stay safe. Hopeful times. I think people are, uh, yeah, progressing. 
vaccine rollouts are being uh, accelerated. I actually know people that have, have gotten vaccines in the Back past home. Week. Yeah, in the U.S. I do know one friend. Doctors. He's, he's scheduled beginning of February to get a vaccine. Amazing. So, so it's really great to hear. So, yeah, we're, you know, looking up. All things are looking up. And, yeah, words of wisdom for the week. Be positive. Yeah. We're moving. I'm liking it. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's the podcast for this week as a outgoing uh, thing again to bring it all back. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, again, brought to you by Shovel Landscaping Services. If you need uh, to uh, take care of your lawn and landscaping, maybe even <laughs> eagle removal, Uh <laughs> Contact Shevin Landscaping Services in the greater uh, Sandy Hook area. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Talk to you later, fellow patriots.